This podcast episode is dedicated to empowering sensitive people to recognize their trait as sensory intelligence and bring their unique gifts into service for the crucial roles we play in communities, businesses, and leadership globally. I'm Julie B. Ellen, sensitivity expert, psychotherapist, and founder of the online sensitive empowerment community. I'm Willow McIntosh, founder of Illuminance and leader of the high sensory intelligence movement. We hope you enjoy this episode. I want to give you a quick update before we start this episode, and that is that I have some free masterclasses coming up that I'd love to invite you to. They're free to register. You'll also get a replay if you register. One is about high sensitivity and anxiety, and one is called Reach Financial Freedom, Growing a Heart-Centered Online Business, and that's for HSP practitioners healers, therapists, coaches, etc., who want to learn how to uh, grow multiple sources of income and just be in a place where you're free so that you can really do the work that you need to do as a healer and take time off to take care of your self-care and things like that. That's important for healers. And I'm going to be available to answer questions after these events. And you can find them, you can register free by going to my website, juliebielen.com or sensitiveconnection.com and click on free resources. And there you will see where it says master classes and you'll get a link to register free. If you can't find it for some reason, definitely just let me know. And yes, there is a replay if you register and you'll get an email reminder and things like that as well. So look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy this event. Welcome everyone. I'm Julie Bieland and we're recording live in the sensitive empowerment community. Today's topic is finding the right language to share our superpowers as HSPs. I'm here with Willow McIntosh. Welcome. Hi, Julie. Once again, so good to be here. Yeah, good to talk with you and we can reconnect and what a cool subject that you this is your topic pick today so why don't you kind of lead us into it yes absolutely thank you yeah so uh, this is um an important topic it's a very interesting it's an interesting place for us to explore and the reason that i'm so interested in this and i feel that it could be super useful for our community is helping us to normalize much of the way that we experience ourselves and the world around us as HSPs. And what I mean by that is because as a natural part of our trait, we are, um, we're processing sensory information more deeply. So, you know, the, the way that we are receiving information about the world around us, as we all know, you know, that's happening at a, at a deeper level for us. Now, that's actually really scratching the surface of what's actually happening for many of us. And the way in which this shows up can mean that we tend to have particular abilities or we tend to be better in certain areas. We make amazing listeners. We tend to be very empathic. We're all very intuitive. And what I'm leading us or inviting us to consider is rather than kind of glossing over those or, you know, thinking, oh, well, everyone probably sees the world like that or what's special about that, is actually really to consider that these are the parts of us that make us amazing at what we do. It, they are the parts of us that are deeply needed in the world. They're the parts of us that make us amazing, amazing coaches and consultants and healers and therapists. And, and what I have found is that the more that we can find the right language to actually share these abilities in the way that people can hear and in the way that people can understand, the better it makes us at owning these pieces in us and bringing them into service in a way that makes sense. 
Yes, so important. Oh my goodness. And especially for the, like you were saying, the coaches, healers, therapists out there listening, because if we are doing that for ourselves, we're also able to connect that uh, and be able to share that with clients and imagine what happens if we're just if we're sharing that into the world i mean it's it's really exciting and it's so important to be focused on these extra special abilities like you're saying and a lot of hsps don't necessarily realize that they have them and that it's unique they kind of it's a lot of people think it's just something everybody has and i i think it's such an important thing to acknowledge and to uh, honor. Yes, exactly. Absolutely right. Yes. And it's interesting because I think, you know, when many of us were in the, the early stages of our development, some of us had the right training, so to speak. In other words, you know, um, there were other members of the family that perhaps were HSPs as well, uh, who understood that they were HSPs and that they had particular abilities and gifts and therefore helped us to you know, helped us to um, be able to understand them in ourselves a bit better, you know, perhaps in the way that um, we have particular needs or we have particular sensitivities about things. You know, if we had the right environment and the right training, then it really helps us to bring those parts of ourselves into ownership as adults. But typically, much of the time that didn't happen when we were younger. And we, most of us spent our you know, the early stages of our lives, really trying to make sense of ourselves, trying to understand who we were coming through puberty and kind of coming into adulthood and like, you know, and then uh, sort of approaching the world and doing our best to be the same as everyone else. But actually, the truth of the matter is, is that we, all of us, have amazing abilities in terms of our empathy, in terms of our intuition, in terms of our creativity, you know, in terms of our skills to really understand people and understand ourselves. And often we can be very, very good at that in a particular area. Like we're great at finding blocks in people that are stopping them from reaching their potential. Or, you know, we make amazing singers, artists, creatives. Or, we, you know, we're very good at in, in our, as therapists because we're so good at reading people. And so, you know, rather than kind of sort of glossing over or, or not really thinking deeply about how those abilities are working, we're, we're missing out a great deal on really monopolizing that and kind of saying, yes, actually, you know, this is what makes me so good at what I do. And people are like, yes, wow, that's why I want to come and work with you. That's what I, what I'm, you know, what makes you so good at what you do. So it's about, you know, it's about normalizing these superpowers that we have and being able to communicate them in a way that works for us. Mm, yes. Yes, yes. Normalizing and honoring them. It's like we have to go to the exact opposite of what many of us have been taught and go into a place of recognizing the value and honoring these amazing, beautiful gifts. And I get so excited thinking about how many parents out there are learning about this trait and they're going to be able to support their children, their sensitive children in new ways. And just imagine what could happen in the world if we're bringing in, you know, this, this, this paradigm shift of recognizing this incredible value in so many areas, right? Even, I mean, within families and communities and healers and in, in the office places and corporations, organizations, leadership, I believe so much like this, it excites me to think about sensitive people getting into you know, areas of lawmaking, policy reform, all kinds of stuff that's potential there with these extra abilities. Yes. Wow. I love, I love where you went with that. Yes. Oh my gosh. The honoring, that is such an important part of, of, of this. It's, 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 it's akin to self-care and self-love at a deep level. It's, it's honoring the parts of ourselves as HSPs that make us HSPs. It's the parts of us that, you know, that the, the world needs from us. These, these are key areas in us. It's, it's no use to us pretending that we are like other people. It's much better to honor these parts of ourselves, recognize them. And from that act of self-love comes a personal empowerment. It's, it's an ownership. It's like, yes, this is who I am and this is what I can do. 
And you're absolutely right, Julie, that this is exactly how we can bring our gifts and abilities into service in the world and, and get specific about it. You know, what is it about what I can bring to organizations? What is it that I can bring as a doctor? What is it that I can, you know, bring into business and organizations in, and in the workplace? And it's when we start to get really interested in how these things work in us. So, you know, when we're, when we're having conversations with people and we're interacting and we're, we're going about our day, it's typically the conversations that we're having inside when we get really interested and think, oh, that person's talking about that and I wonder what they really mean and I wonder what's underneath that and I wonder what that truth is that they're revealing and or that I can reveal if I, if I talk to them. It's those kind of lines of inquiries that actually are so valuable when we really when we really take it seriously. It's, it's those abilities that, that can help us to make substantial changes in our areas or wherever we're working or wherever it may be. Oh, absolutely. Embracing the gifts, uh, incredible. Being able to bring, like if we start embracing and honoring these true gifts that come with the trait and you know, being able to increase that self-love and that belief in yourself that the potential is amazing to, you know, and as someone that, that went through that, that transformation myself from a place of being really unempowered and lacking self-love to, to turning in, you know, doing all the work necessary to get to the point of building self-love, believing in myself. It, it was like, I could not believe what happened to me in my life when I reached that point, because it was like the gifts just really emerged. And I love seeing that happen with HSPs, like when they learn how to balance the sensitive nervous system, when they stop trying to be like everybody else and instead honor their own needs, these gifts are enormous. The creativity, the, it's like, I, I love watching, like even, even an actor on TV, it's like it, some of the best actors are people with this trait and the, you know the, the way that they can, go into those deep places where you just you just feel them in these deep places and it's such a beautiful thing and artists and leadership and can make amazing leaders because imagine i like to think about too because like when when there's a sensitive person in, in a leadership position you know a lot of the of the work is heart-based heart-centered and they're able to connect pieces of you know their team to be able to to help them understand what their gifts are within a team and things like that. I mean, there's just, it's such enormous potential in the world, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely right. And, and I, I completely agree that it begins with the belief in ourselves. that it's, it, we're already downloaded with an amazing gift. And that is just being an HSP. It's the very fact that we are processing sensory data more deeply that in itself is amazing and right there is is every reason in the world to believe in ourselves to, to deeply love ourselves enough to recognize that we have these important things to share and yes it's fascinating and i i, I do the same thing when i'm watching an actor um you know in their craft or i'm watching a singer or an artist and like you know, and through through the recognition that they're an HSP, and you know, and I can spot them a mile off, and I'm, I'm sure many of us can, because you can see how deeply they're processing. You can see the conversations they're having with themselves. You can see that that inner process, and it, and it's that aspect of interacting with the world that is so valuable, because not everybody has that. Not everybody can recognize the needs of a team in a position of leadership or you know not everybody can take a character to the depth that a that, a, that an hsp actor can take a character to and you know and it's 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 remembering that not everyone can do what we can do and it's so beneficial for the majority of the world who are not HSPs to be able to make use of our gift just in the way that we need non-HSPs in the world. It, you know, it, it's, that, it's that reciprocal awareness that there's a symbiosis, the fact that it's so needed the way that we can see things. And, and right there, it, it's so empowering to recognize that. Oh, yes, there's a, there's a depth of life that exists for people with this trait that doesn't exist for the majority of the population. And 
within that depth are so many gifts and 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 it, it's it's kind of amazing. I and I'm getting excited because I'm seeing um, like members in the community, for example, starting to educate. Because it starts with that. We have to start educating our communities, our workplaces, uh, our HR departments, our, you know, and actually, Will, something excited happened recently. I was contacted by an organization that wants to start bringing awareness into organizations and companies, which is something I know we're super like passionate about. And I love that this person was aware. They were like, I have, I've identified an HSP in my company. I want to learn how to support them and help bring up their gifts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I envisioned was going to start happening, that we start recognizing the value of these kinds of employees and people in the world and, 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 and setting up situations for them that help them thrive to their fullest potential and be able to access those gifts. Yes, wow, oh, I'm so excited that you've been approached in that way. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a, yeah, I'm, I, I'm absolutely, I, I can't wait for, for there to be more recognition in the workplace and for organizations to recognize this untapped you know, resource that's in there in, in their work, workplaces as, as HSPs. And I think this is, this is where this topic this week really comes into play about finding the language for these things. So, you know, it, it's it, what's going to be so helpful, I feel, in an organization is, is a great example. So, you know, so, so if there's 20, 15 to 20% of that workplace that is, is, is experiencing the world at a deep level in, in their own area of expertise and their own area of fascination and passion. So, you know, by being able to explain that, you know, someone who's perhaps very, very good at customer service, for instance, who, when they're on the phone to someone, you know what it's like as an HSP, we, we, we're receiving so much information about that person. We're channeling stuff, we're, we're intuiting information, we're feeling how they're feeling, we're, we're answering questions in our heads before they answer their questions. And, and actually, in, by finding the language to start to explain that, by being able to say things like, well, you know, I, I am highly empathic, so I, I can actually, I, I'm able to tune in and get a sense of how people are feeling. And I, you know, I'm quite intuitive and I actually, you know, I'm, I'm quite good at um, coming up with ideas when I'm talking to people that tend to really match how they're thinking and feeling. So, so, so by finding ways to kind of explain these things, it helps other people to relate to it and it helps to sort of take away this, this kind of spiritual woo-woo that we're always really worried about sharing with people. And I think just by normalizing these abilities, it's, it's really gonna help to just make this transition and this awareness easier. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love to, to do it in a way that you're educating. So coming from a place of, you know, have you heard of the trait of high sensitivity that 20% of the population have? These are some of the gifts. And these are the ways, <clears throat> excuse me, these are, you know, these are some of the ways that I can support um, this company. This is the ways that these are some of my gifts. I'm able to do these kinds of things, but also to normalize the, the need for both processing and sensory breaks and, and to have these kinds of conversations that we have to provide quiet, uh, sensory, free, <laughs> sensory, uh, quiet uh, spaces for people in the workplace. We have to provide new ways of like, for example, if you're someone that you know has a hard time jumping into the middle of a meeting, it's overwhelming having, whether you're doing a Zoom meeting with a bunch of people or an in-person meeting that to be able to, to express in words, like I have a lot of great ideas and some of the best ways that I can share those ideas would be through an email, would be able to, or, or through talking one-on-one -on -one with you after the meeting or something like that, where we're actually starting to normalize this because there's so many like HSPs have all these amazing ideas and, but the way in which that we're, you know, I've, I've heard of HSP sharing with me that they have to be on, you know, hours and hours and hours of Zoom meetings every day. I mean, that's not going to be sustainable for a sensitive person. And we have to find a new way of doing things so that we, we're not squashing these gifts 
and instead doing the exact opposite and saying like, okay, how can we honor them and, and help you access them? And the other point I wanna make that is absolutely, it even shows up in research that people with this trait actually perform and score higher in workplaces as uh, supervisors are reporting. Say the last bit again, they're, 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 um, they're scoring higher where, sorry? Yes, they're, um, they are like, they're rated highest by supervisors. Well, as, in, as employees in the company? Yes. Wow, yeah, amazing. Which yes. doesn't surprise us, right, Willow? I mean, HSP well, want to do yeah. the best, best, best work all the time, have so much integrity, uh, right? Exactly. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we are, we, we do make model employees, absolutely, because, you know, we have such high integrity, you know, we're, we're, but when we're aligned with the vision of the company, when we, you know, we, we, we care for what the company's doing, then wow, yes, we are going to make incredible employees because, you know, we're going to be conscientious, we're going to be on board, and we're going to bring all of these, these gifts into play. But I really love what you've, um, what you've, what you've called upon there about, no, yes, normalizing the gifts and abilities and finding the language for that, but also, especially in the workplace, normalizing the needs. And, and you, you, you've, 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 you've said it perfectly. And it's, it's almost like having, I mean, I know, um, like Google have these amazing kind of like pods that you can sit in and sleep in and like, you know, where you can have, you can have a break. But I think it's almost, it's almost like, especially in big workforces, you know, when you've got, if you've got a hundred, more than a hundred people, that means you've got at least 15 or 20 people in that company that need sensory breaks where, you know, there's a need perhaps for an area of the building that's silent. Like when you go into that, there's no speaking or interacting in that area. And there's there's books, there's bean bags, there's you know, there's tea, plants. whatever. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. And plants. <laughs> Lots yes. of plants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 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 there's maybe cats. I don't know. You know. But, that sounds like my kind of place. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so we're we're really kind of tend, tending to those needs, and again, exactly as you're saying, you know, like if HSPs are if they're able to put their almost you know sort of like um, kind of um, sort of metaphorically put their hands up in the company and say yes, I'm an HSP, so they're recognised. Then yes, so let's not have that person on 19 hours of Zoom calls every day. <laughs> You know, let, let's help them, you know, and, and perhaps they need to share their ideas via email and they only need to be on the meeting for a certain amount of time, you know, so it's, so it's making use of and recognizing that our gifts are best used when we have that extra level of self-care and, and understanding of how we work. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many things that can be done to, I mean, I think companies would be super smart to be doing this, to, to recognize that people take in and process information in different ways and to open those options of abilities to say like you can attend this meeting or this is another option we'll just give you the summary of it and you can share your thoughts later i mean this being able to do simple things like that would bring companies so much benefit to i mean i think we both envision this world where it, it, sensitivity is not something we hide. In fact, it ends up being a, like a badge of honor that we're carrying around that, yeah, I'm one of those people that have all those extra abilities, you know, and it ends up being something, I mean, wouldn't that even be so amazing if that ends up getting put on resumes and, and being this thing that's like, yeah, I definitely want to have a, a group of HSPs on this because they're going to notice all the things that need to be done, how to make it most efficient, what's going to work, what's not going to work, what team members would be best on this project, you know, just, uh, I mean, a thousand things, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I really think it should be, uh, it should be on our resumes. It, it absolutely, it should, you know, and it should be recognized, you know, that we're going to have this extra, these extra abilities and gifts in these areas, you know, like, for instance, when, you know, if someone is, is staging a big, you know, I kind of like, almost like, um, you know, staging a room for a new hotel or a photo shoot or something. If you've got an HSP in there, because because we're so subtle to the environment around us, we can feel when things feel right. We can see when things are out of place. We can notice if things have been moved unnecessarily. You know, some for some people, it's very very. It, it would be incredibly helpful to be able to say, okay, we need an HSP in here. 
And, and, the, and exactly the same in companies. It's like, okay, you know, this, we, we need a group of managers who are HSPs for this particular role. Yeah. I, totally, I couldn't agree more. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I would want to have an HSP doctor, HSP therapist, HSP teacher. I think they would make excellent efficiency experts. I mean, you know, noticing the small details, noticing what the team needs, noticing if somebody within the team is struggling and might need something. I mean, my goodness, there is so many, so much value in this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely right. <clears throat> and especially with teams, you know, because um, and, and also what's very interesting is, is, again, is getting the right training as HSPs that we need in order to become the right managers and supervisors. I mean, that, that's almost like a, another topic, really. But, you know, it, partly because we, we tend to want to take responsibility for everyone. And actually, that doesn't really work in leadership. We have to allow people to be in their own process and do their things and that we don't take on way too much so we get too overwhelmed. So we, you know, we have the right boundaries in place. But, but when, when, when an HSP is in a manage, managerial role, we're so tuned in to the needs and also the potential of the people around us. And also we can tune into the bigger picture of where we're going and help people to align themselves to that, to that bigger picture. I mean, it, it, it really is, you know, an incredible opportunity that we, that we have in the world. And I think as we normalize these things by helping us to find the language to explain these things and say, look, listen, I have these gifts, I have these abilities, you know, I'm going to be perfect for that role and I'd love to show you how. It's, it's almost like how the animal kingdom has totally got this right. You know, they utilize their HSP animals in the trait because it shows up in a hundred species of animals. They, they know exactly what they're doing. And it almost feels like as human beings, we're kind of catching up and working out how it fits in. And I think we're getting much closer to that now. Yes, I agree. I feel this shift. I know it's changing. I love how you said uh, that seeing the potential in others. I, I think that's a, such a beautiful part of the of the trait as well. And you're right about we absolutely have to learn how to set healthy boundaries, how to protect our energy. And we have actually done podcast episodes about this. Willow and I have done them. So make sure you're listening to those too. Check out all those podcast episodes that talk about how do you set boundaries, you know, in a way that works? How do you protect your energy? What are the things that you can do to support yourself? Because if you are prioritizing your balance and wellness, it's almost like something clicks into place and this crazy flow comes through you. I mean, it's just a, it's a big flow and creativity starts to soar. And uh, it's kind of incredible. That has been my experience. Yes, and that's very interesting. And I think right there, that could be a very good topic for another podcast, actually. The, 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 that flow is amazing that we, and the ability that we have to tap into that flow as HSPs. And I have a very strong feeling that it's because we can feel things so deeply. I think we have an ability to feel and tune into the, the movement of energy around us. And, you know, I mean, that's another topic in itself as well. But I, there's something almost where we can feel, and I, I wonder if it's the same for you, Julie, where when there's a sense of alignment in the, or perhaps if I talk for myself, when, when I can feel there's, there's an alignment in myself and I can feel a good feeling of energy and grounding and peace in my heart, I also get a sense of the same kind of energy outside of myself. And when those two things come together, that's when I feel like I'm in my flow. And that's when I decisions come easily and things come easily to me. And life just takes on this kind of easier experience of synchronicity. Is that how you kind of feel it? Yes. And, and I think that when you're able to do that, for me, it's like a click in place kind of a thing. When I've been prioritizing my sleep, doing my self-care that works for me, not what everybody around me is doing. And uh, I just feel this click into place and it's like intuitive abilities get even stronger. Creativity flows more. It, it's kind of amazing like when you can click that into place and it, and it has to be something that you have to be consistent about. We can't take care of ourselves after we've fallen apart. We have to do the work now on a daily basis to be consistent with, you know, I think, I do think HSPs need to spend time in nature every day, do meditation and grounding and mindfulness training, uh, work on their self-compassion. These are huge, huge things that can 
just completely change your life. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely. Yes, it, it definitely does need to be maintained, you know, um, and, and it's, it's, it's such a shame how much we tend to get in our own way as an HSP. You know, we, we tend to, um, you know, sometimes we can really give ourselves a hard time and think things should be different or, or we, should, we feel us, we should be different in the way that we interact with the world. And we, you know, all of the kind of the self negative self-taught that, that we can really struggle with as HSPs. And, you know, it, it's actually, it's so ironic because when we stop doing that and kind of get out of our own way and look after ourselves and kind of slow down and, and enjoy our experience, everything in life just becomes so much more easy. It, you know, it always feels like we have to be hard on ourselves to make things work. And, and actually it's the opposite that's true. Yeah, positive reinforcement works way better for sensitive people, including our own positive reinforcement within ourselves. And I, I know so many sensitive people, we've been talking in the community about, you know, that need for daily alone time, for example, and that so many had guilt for needing that or taking it, and then they don't actually restore. But now they're understanding, like the more you understand about the trait and you're like, oh, this is a sensory processing sensitivity trait. Okay, that makes sense that I actually need to have sensory breaks to be alone where I'm not in somebody else's energetic space. Okay, that makes sense. And, and then we start reducing, you know, getting rid of that guilt that's draining in the first place and actually restore so that you can access these gifts. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and when there is that shift of focus to to the gifts rather than the challenges, then the challenges kind of paid into insignificance. I mean, we've got to be conscious of looking after ourselves, as you're saying, 100%. Absolutely. But it's, it's it, you know, once we once we become aware of the fact, it's like, you know, I have this trait because of because I'm needed. It's giving me gifts and abilities that are needed in the world around me. And when I shift my focus to that and actually focus on, okay, you know, what is it that I can really do to help? How can I be of service? Then, you know, the, the challenges are not so important, you know, when it's the other way around, when we're just focusing on surviving the trait and not thinking about the gifts that it's giving us, that make, can make life very, very difficult for us. Yeah, definitely. And if anybody's listening live right now, if you guys have questions, feel free to put them in the chat. Um, yeah, Willow, this is such an important thing to be talking about the language of it and coming from a place of strength based and positivity about this trait and being able to, you know, and it starts with from within ourselves. I get I get asked a lot different kinds of questions from the community and and, and sometimes I get asked questions like, oh, what do I do if my partner puts down my trait or my friend puts down my trait or my family member does? It, this really originates from within you because if you think there's something wrong with you then when other people think there's something wrong with you they're just putting a you know drops in your already full bucket but if you believe in yourself and you understand this trait you've been supporting yourself in the right ways we talk about education of the trait um being in a, in a community of hsps being spending time with other hsps learning tools to balance your sensitive nervous system. If you're doing those things, you're gonna to start to shift into a place of, wait a minute, this is a, something to be proud of. And if I'm proud of who I am, because you know, and I'm coming from a place that I did used to feel shame in my sensitivity because that's what I was taught growing up. And it took me time to shift that. Now it's like the exact opposite. I feel incredibly empowered having this trait. Um, and, and now if anybody was to say anything to me, it doesn't impact me because I believe in my trait. I know what gifts there are. And if somebody has a problem with me spending time by myself, that's their problem. That's not my problem. I'm doing what's right for me to, to align in the, in my centered wellness balance. And then, you know, and most of the time, this is what happens with sensitive people, they, if they are kind of raising their own vibration like that, they're making a difference in the world in some way. And, and this is what excites me because I believe we can improve the world by, by helping to empower sensitive people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness me. Totally. hundred percent. Yes. And uh, you know, it's, 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 
It's, it, it, yes, I mean, it, it's, um, w- when we're in that place of ownership and, and we're aware of the gifts, and the, I mean, I, you know, goodness me, I would n- not trade being an HSP and for being a non-HSP for any amount of money, goodness me. I'd, I am so in love with how I, see the, <laughs> how I see the world and like, you know, what it's like to be an HSP and the depth of experience and like oh, the, just the inquiry. Oh my God, I just, I am so fascinated and will never get tired of what, you know, what it means to be, to be an HSP. And I, and I think like, you know, it's so interesting because, and, and I think like, you know, when, when we're, if we're kind of challenged by other people or, you know, as you say, sometimes, and we kind of get put down because of the trait. When, when we're in ownership of the good bits and we're in alignment with it and we're aware of the gifts, it, it's not going to make one jot of difference if someone else says, eh, you're sensitive about this, or whatever it is, you're just not going to care at all. And again, that's the shift from the kind of, you know, the challenges into the, in, into the positives. And, and I, you know, what really interests me when, when I'm, because, um, you know, I mean, as, as you do, Jude, I, I, I work with HSPs every day. And... Um, something that gets me every single time, and I, I had to go through this myself because it was exactly the same for me. But what I notice so much is, is, is because I'm super focused on helping HSPs to align with their gifts. And so these are, the, these are exactly the conversations that I'm always having. But what I find all the time so, so often happens is, is an HSP will start talking to me about the way they see the world, or I'll ask them questions about, you know, the work that they do with their clients. And they'll talk, they might say something like, you know, well, actually, I can kind of, I can sense the shape of um, things and perhaps wounds or blocks that are holding this person back. And, you know, and, I, and I, can, I can see what that feels like and looks like. And then I can see the kind of the potential underneath. And then, and then they just totally gloss over that and go, anyway, so, you know, and then I kind of first, oh, I just, wait a second. So, <laughs> just, <laughs> let's just look at that. And then when I actually invite the person to, to actually explore what they're doing and the reality of that, in there is so much incredible ability and gift. You know, the very fact that you can sense something that needs some work, the fact that you can see the shape of what it looks like, the fact that you're able to feel the person's fear and their kind of like uncertainty about facing that, the fact that we start to channel information about perhaps where that's come from, you know, what the original thing was that perhaps caused that developmental trauma or whatever it may be it's it's and that is the case and for all of you beautiful people listening right now i really invite you to get super interested about your version of this because i promise you you have a version of this that the question you know the, the line of inquiry that interests you the the part of conversations that excite you the the things in the world that are exciting you, if you start to be a bit of a bird's eye witness to that, you'll start to get an insight into how your gift is a part of this fascination and this interest. And that's where we can really engage and start to get empowered by these abilities that we have. And as a result, start to get into this place of ownership and find the language and share it at the level that we're born to. Oh, yeah, I love the way you describe that. It's like acknowledging it, exploring it, honoring it. And I think that because we are the minority with this trait, it's, it's, it's easy for us to have had experiences where some of our abilities might have been sort of, you know, ignored or we, maybe we received messages that it wasn't real or valid to us. And that's why that's the part about spend time with other sensitive people, because you're going to feel a lot more validated in your experiences and and what a benefit to be able to do that i I think is so important uh cecilia has a question do you have suggestions on how to naturally portray confidence i seem to come across as shy quiet etc i do have inner confidence in who i am you know this is such a great question cecilia because it kind of if i look at it as a broader whole thing it's like we we keep spreading these messages in in the world that somehow we're all supposed to be the same and that extroversion is the ideal and i i'm here to say it's not the ideal that we actually need a whole different you know we need a variety of people in the world 
And we need to stop, like when we, even, even for children, when we see a, a sensitive child approaching a situation and you know they're taking longer to, to enter into the situation because they're observing a million different things. And then we label that incorrectly as shy. We give it a negative label. And we have to we have to really stop doing that and shift into a place of, you know, I take a little longer to observe and I'm taking in a lot of information and kind of sitting in a place that truly reaches that state that this is this is how I experience the world. And we absolutely need people like that because because you are are. Um, you know, being quiet in those moments, you're very likely taking in a lot of details other people are missing. So that needs to be valued and not shamed. That has to be a piece that's valued. I mean, this, this trait evolved as a survival strategy of the population. We need a group of people that are paying more attention. And I, I would say for me, when I started to shift kind of um, you know, this feeling of like, oh, I'm weird and different and awkward and, and uh, you know, I, I can't do this small talk and all this kind of stuff and groups are difficult. You know, when I, when I shifted that message into, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I'm a deep feeler, I'm a deep thinker and I communicate best in these ways. And, and I kept on shifting that mindset until it really settled and landed in me and, and really learning about myself within this trade is what did that. So ultimately reaching that inner confidence of, you know, and I actually correct people when, when they comment on things like, oh, is, is this person being too shy? I, I actually open up a, a dialogue about some people take longer to enter into situations because they're observing first. Yes. Wow. I love how you've, you've, you've answered that. Goodness me. Yes. <clears throat> it's, it's so true. It, it doesn't help for us to, or, or to see confidence as the kind of the extroverted version of someone who walks into a room and just sparks up conversations or be, you know, has been really loud and kind of very active. You know, that, that's, that doesn't mean that that's what confidence means for all of us. And, and the way that you described that, Julie, is perfect. It's, you know, if, 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 if someone being observational is, is misinterpreted as being shy, then, you know, that, that, isn't, that definitely doesn't mean that being observational is wrong in some way. We can actually be incredibly confident about the fact that we are very observant and really take ownership of that and really, you know, um, really honor that within ourselves. And then all of a sudden that then means that I am very confident in myself about my gift and ability to be, to be observant. And I tell you what, it's incredibly beneficial to a group and to many situations to have that person in the group who is very observant, who may be misinterpreted as being shy. And I love, Julie, how you've got into the habit of opening a dialogue and helping people to understand that. And that can often be a way in to help with someone who misunderstands is to explain and say, well, actually, do you know what, do you know what I'm up to right now? I'm really fascinated about this. And that's why I sometimes come across in this way. And I think that's how we can reframe confidence. It's like, what does confidence mean to me personally? And then we can, it can help to make sense in that way. Yeah, because being quiet does not equate to, be, to lacking confidence. And I think that there is, um, it's so important for us to have these conversations with our teachers, with our children's teachers. You know, if you notice that a teacher, you bring in your sensitive child into the, into the classroom and the teacher's like, oh, are they shy? You know, this is a fantastic opportunity to say, no, actually they're not shy. They take in a lot of information. Here's a little bit of information about this trait. They take a little longer to warm up because they're observing first and they're processing all the details around them. So here are the ways we can support them. Maybe we don't force people into, you know, even, even in companies forcing them into icebreaking situations, they call them icebreaking, where you suddenly have to be in an extroverted, you know, role. And I think companies are, and, and, and education reform needs to be done in this way to recognize that there are a group of people that have this trait, this is how they're going to be, and it doesn't mean that we have to negatively, you know, label them with shyness. You're not born shy. Shyness is, and it is not equated with 
with quietness. Shyness is a fear of social judgment. And, you know, obviously sensitive people can develop that fear um, and also be considered shy, but I don't want it to in instantly be equated with shyness as a negative label if you are somebody or your child is somebody that needs a little longer to observe something before diving in because that's exactly what this trait is about. We need a group of people. The majority are the people that jump in, you know, and then we have a group of people that are sort of these specialists of the world of what we're talking about with this trait that observe and take in the details and have this extra information for that society to function as a whole, we need these, this group of people with this trait. Yes, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And it's very interesting how in the West, we tend to misinterpret, misinterpret the trait much more than the people in the East. In Eastern cultures, the trait is, is revered much more because of the reasons that we're, that we're talking about right now. They understand that you know, someone who's observing and thinking, it's like, wow, well, what are you noticing that I'm not seeing? Let's understand that. You know, someone who has a deep connection with whatever it may be, it's like, well, tell me about that. What, you know, because that's information that I don't have. And, and again, it's exactly, you know, referring back to the animal kingdom, that's exactly how they use it. You know, the, the high sensory animals will go in and check out territories for any dangers or risks to the rest of the animals to make sure the food's nutritious. And it's because they stop and observe and, and, and the, um, you know, the other animals will, will then learn from that information. And that really brings us back again to just because these parts of ourselves were not understood as children, it doesn't mean that we can't find the language and the confidence now to explain ourselves and share what we're seeing and feeling and get excited and interested in that and help to educate people about who we are and perhaps why we're behaving differently or perhaps why we have different needs. Oh yeah, 100%, such an important piece. And every HSP out there listening, if you know, you can do so much good in the world by educating your, your children's teachers, your doctors, your therapists, you know, your medical, your whole medical and mental health team, educate them about that. I actually just created a, a free letter to give to your medical and mental health professionals that tell them about the trait, please, please really advocate and educate because imagine, for example, that you are taking that time with your child's teacher to say, you know, I'd like to visit the classroom before class starts um, so that my child has a, a chance to kind of warm up to the environment and meet you you know, in a, in a non-stimulating environment. And also this will give me a chance to talk to you a little bit about the trait of high sensitivity that many of your students will have. Or you enter into a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment or your therapist and you say, have you heard of this trait of high sensitivity that 20% of the population has? And we think actually more than 50% of clients in therapy have this trait. So definitely you're, you know, we have to have there has to be more education and I really believe in this grassroots movement that if all of you go out there and educate, um, imagine all the HSPs that come after you that you're helping. So imagine if we all do it, what can happen in the world, right Willow? Oh my gosh, absolutely, absolutely right. Yes, and I, yes, uh, you know, I love the, the you know, the, the, the documentation that you've got for doctors and yes, with schools and with workplaces and you know, it, it really is an opportunity for us to, as you say, grassroots, just to share our needs and, and, and how it works and, and who we are. And, and that's, that, you know, it's, it's, it's us out there doing it right now that's going to make a difference. And it's, and it's about practicing and finding the right sample sentences and trying out responses and ways to share and explain things. And this is definitely going to be such a useful exercise and way forwards in order for you amazing people out there to bring your gifts into service, be happier in yourselves and educate the world about who we are and what we have to give as a result. Woohoo! Well said. Absolutely. We begin with education, understanding ourselves and taking care of ourselves in the right ways and uncovering all these amazing gifts and sharing them with the world. I mean, we can make massive changes in the world if we do that. Uh, I just, it's such a beautiful trait. 
And if you are new to listening to us talk about this, Willow and I have done so many beautiful episodes on, on the HSP podcast. I, I really invite you to listen to them. You can actually go to hsppodcast.com and click on the link that says Julian Willow, and you'll see all the episodes that we have done together. Very inspiring and empowering. Uh, Willow, do you have anything else you want to share? Uh, no, no, just once again, how wonderful it is to be a part of this and to be able to share these wonderful conversations. And, and also, you know, you guys out there that, have, that are aware of the podcast, please do share it with your friends, family, other people that you think can benefit. It's, you know, we get such amazing feedback and, you know, we're, 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 it's such, so wonderful for us to hear how beneficial it can be to listen to these conversations. So if you feel inspired to share, please do, because it's only going to help our bigger cause of awakening the world to the amazingness of HSPs. Oh, 100%. And there's so many people posting I see on social media, just suffering, sensitive people suffering, not understanding this trait. Share the episodes in, in social media groups. You know, let them know that there is information about this trait. There is a way to live in a, in a thriving place and, and how valuable you are to the world. You are so incredibly valuable. And thank you to the, the Sensitive Empowerment community for being here with us live and for all your beautiful comments and questions. And we, we really value you. And uh, it's so fun to spend time together. So if you guys wanna join us for our next uh, live podcast, come join the Sensitive Empowerment community. It's such a beautiful place to be. We really love being together, very inspiring and empowering to have all these continued conversations. Thank you, Willow, for everything that you do in the world and for inspiring us in all these episodes. My pleasure, my pleasure. And you too, Julie. Thank you so much for everything you do and for having me again on the podcast. Such a pleasure. Looking forward to seeing you all again next time. Yay. Take care, everybody. Please take care of your beautiful, sensitive selves and start loving who you are and sharing your gifts with the world. We love you. Take good care of yourself. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you soon. You can take my free sensitivity quiz and find all my HSP tools and resources at sensitiveconnection.com. To register for the next masterclass on how to make your shift into high sensory intelligence, visit inluminance.com. Please leave us a voice message if you have a question or comment for us to be included in a future episode. Just click the voice message button in the show notes, introduce yourself, tell us where you're from and record up to 60 seconds. We love hearing from you. And please share this episode to help others and take extra good care of yourself out there. Bye-bye, everybody.